0: theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. We are back. This
1: is Ross Weitzer, one of your three wonderful hosts. The Ultimate Podcast, in case I did not mention. And we have the magnificent guest today, Louisa Milano. Louisa, hello, hello.
2: Hello. I love how you say my name. That's very beautiful. I don't know that anyone said it quite that way. I practiced. I love it. Please. <laughs> I, I need to say my name the way you, you just said my name.
1: <laughs> Let's hear it. Give it, give it a try.
2: <laughs> First of all, I need to introduce myself as I'm the magnificent Luisa Milano. Does <laughs> it that sounds sound kind of like
1: you? Yeah, I love I it. it. So we recorded a little late because Louisa and I were already having a fabulous conversation. So I want to kind of dive into it because I want you to pay attention to who Louisa is being that is the creator of this beautiful life, the one that she wants for herself, the one that is not just habitually being repeated, but one that is being intentionally created. So Louisa, can you share again the journey you're embarking on?
2: Yeah. So. What I started to mention earlier was that in 2015, I sat down and wrote a 10-year vision. And in that 10-year vision, one of the things that came up was around traveling and around seeing the world and experiencing the world. And when it came up, I was sort of like, what is this? Like, I haven't like consciously had this thought before. It isn't something I've been working towards, but here it is. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And since that time, I have gone back to, well, what does that mean for me to travel and experience the world? And ultimately, it's about seeing the world through others' eyes, traveling, getting out of the way that we live the world. And we love traveling in the States, but we've also gone to Budapest and to Hungary and to Venice and to Prague and Croatia, and had seafood looking out at the ocean on the coast of Croatia, just like, you know, with people talking a different language around you. And there's just so much life. And it's different because it's not like, okay, well, in the U S we don't have life because you can go to like Miami on a Friday night and everyone's dancing outdoors. I mean, you have life everywhere. Life is right. But it's this diversity. It's seeing the, the kaleidoscope of life, the way people walk, the way they talk, the snacks they have. When we were in Croatia, they have like ice cream like little, little, little stands of like ice cream everywhere. And I love ice cream, but you've got to go to like a brick and mortar place to get ice cream here in the States. And they're like everywhere. So like every literally 10 feet, and they also did this in, um, in Venice, you can get gelato like every 10 feet. I must've had, I had so much sugar coursing through my veins when we were in Venice because I wanted one and then put them in these little cups and you've got just a guy with an umbrella and he's just like, what flavor, Um, how people eat, how they talk, what they do, what they share, how they live, what time they wake up, what time they go to bed. When you get out of what you know, what's familiar, and you step into an environment that's new and different, you get to see, wow, there's so many facets to us as a humanity. And yeah, you can pick up National Geographic and thumb through it and see that. But there's nothing like experiencing it IRL in real life in another country or another city or another state. I mean, just even going from Denver, where we started to live, where we we lived uh, for 22 years, my husband, 12 years, myself, before we moved out in the fall of 2020. We went to Florida and that was different, just, you know, a little bit across the country. And then we went to Austin and then we had a few days in Louisiana and I was like, oh my God, I felt like I was walking down Mm. with like ghosts following me. Like they just, the energy of Louisiana felt, I was like, this is awesome. Um, So yeah, just getting, getting out and seeing what's different and appreciating what's different and seeing the beauty in the differences is magnificent.
1: Something that came up for me in that is when I go somewhere new, when we travel somewhere, who am I being? I'm being somebody that's very observant of everything. And I'm noticing so much new within each day. And I was thinking for a second, what if I approached tomorrow like that, where I currently am, somewhere there that is extremely familiar. And for the entire day, I observed as if I just stepped into new land and how much new is actually already here. Do you ever have this experience where you walk on a nature path or somewhere, wherever you live and you you walk this area often. And all of a sudden there's just this moment where you go, that's been there the whole time. It's like a magnificent, beautiful tree. And it's like, it's always such a funny feeling because there's two parts. There's like this elation of like, wow, that is gorgeous. And then there's the other part of like, wow, Ross, how not present are you at times that you did not see that massive, gorgeous tree?
2: I love so much you and that you just said that because I literally had that happen yesterday. Can I share this?
1: Story? Yeah, yeah, please.
2: Okay. So I'm walking my dog and I do this loop. Um, We live, our condo in Florida, looks right out at the water. So you walk down these steps and you can kind of walk along the waterline. So I have a a 20 minute walk um, and the dog thinks it's for him, but it's really about me. Like truth be told, Um, we're both enjoying and we're loving it. We walk along the waterline and then we turn the bend and we come around the backside of our community and we cut across the parking lot to come back to our condo. So we kind of start walking along the front side of the condo or the, the back side, and we come back along the front side. So the kind of the, the parking lot structure we cut across and he had done a number two. So I had a bag in my hand and I was like, let me cut across this one walkway because it's closer to the little baskets they have in the community where you can dispose of the of the dog waste. And as I cut across, and I'd been down that way before, but I also don't think I had. And I didn't realize it until yesterday. I'm turning the corner, and I hope I don't get emotional with this. Um, But maybe if I do, I do. Um, And there's this tree. Not quite in front of where we live, but like, let's call it half a block to the left. And I see the tree all the time because it's half a block from me. But I turned the corner and I saw the tree. Like I saw the tree and I, I stopped and I stared at it. And then I, start, I just got really present. I took a big, deep breath and I was just staring at it. And then I started noticing how big it was. And I started noticing how its branches swayed and it swayed. And I got more and more present to the sway. And I'm like, how many branches in my, in my, in my eyes view can I see? And it was just, it was like doing this little dance. It's just swaying. And I just stayed there for like 30 seconds, literally guys, watching a tree sway. And then I started to feel like, oh my gosh, I literally feel love for this tree, which I know sounds nuts, but I promise you, if you stand in front of a tree and witness its magnificent magnificence for 30 to 60 seconds, you will find a tree you love. And it swayed and it swayed. And I kind of like, was like, okay, like I need to go inside and I have a call in like 10 minutes, like, okay, bye tree. And then I looked at it and I remembered being a kid climbing trees in Florida, I don't like, I have a friend and her name was Anna and she kind of lived in this, um, like had this like wood, woody area, uh, behind her house and we would just go and play because we didn't have like phones and it wasn't social media. I'm 41. Right. So when I was seven or eight, um, it was 87, right. We had bikes. I don't even know that Atari had come out yet. Um, And TV was nowhere the way it is now. So for me, climbing trees was like a thing. And then I started thinking about myself as a kid climbing a tree. And then I saw myself now going, I could climb that tree. I could climb that tree. And I'm like, I want to climb that tree right now. And I'm like, no, look, Louisa, listen, you have a call and we need to get to. And I looked at the tree and I literally said this out loud to the tree. I said, I'm going to climb you probably this weekend, but definitely before we leave Florida at the end of the month, I'm going to come back and I'm going to climb you. And then I
1: walked away. (laughs) There's something I want to bring into this that is going to make that last part really funny. So there's two things that came that popped in my head when you were sharing that. The first one was Use the tree as symbolism for somebody in our life that we've taken for granted. Mm. A husband, a wife, a child, a parent. And what what I'm taking away from this is I just saw a tree yesterday. And today I see the magnificence in the tree. And that's all I see. Wonder, Mm -hmm. awe, celebration. And just imagine yesterday, I had a really challenging relationship with my husband, my wife, and I just took them for granted. And how long have I been taking them for granted? And then what happens if in this next moment, I choose to look at my husband, my wife with wonder and awe. And I just, I just stayed in this moment of the next 30 seconds. I'm just going to look at them. And all I'm going to focus on is their magnificence. How would I feel towards them? What would I see? What would I feel? and then i started laughing cuz you were like maybe i'd want to climb them but but i'll climb them later yeah <laughs>
2: yeah i want to add something i'm going to go yes and it feels like we're improvising and i love this yes to what you said and i participated in something so to the extent somebody listening to this goes oh my gosh i want to view my husband my son my boss my coworker my wife my my daughter in their magnificence because magnificence is not something that we need to like we've all got it We all, magnificence is what we are. We sometimes just don't see it because our our ego talks really loud. It it usually takes up a lot of, of airspace, at least mine does. But magnificence is like love, right? Love is, Steve says, I am that. Love is what we are. Magnificence is what we are. There's just things around it that prevent us from seeing it so like that tree when i came around and i really saw it 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 took a minute to really see it like i came around the corner and i was just like whoa hey you looking you know the big big tree and then i got present and i stayed committed in that moment to seeing all of it I was looking at the bottom. I was looking at the trunk. I was looking at the branches. I was looking at the trees. I was trying to see how many birds there's a lot of birds in this tree, right? Like just taking it in, kept taking it in, kept taking it in, kept taking it in. So, to the extent somebody goes, Oh, wow, I want to see someone in my life in that way. Um, You can have, you can, you can, there's an exercise. Um, it's called a diet. Have you ever heard of a diet?
1: Diet? Yeah. There was a part of me that said yes, and but there was a louder part that says no. So yeah. let's, let's okay. go no.
2: <laughs> so it's a, it's a beautiful thing to add as a possibility for somebody who goes, yeah, I want to see my husband like that. But how do I start? Because listen, Louisa, what you don't know is what he said to me last night at the dinner table. That does not work for me. What do you mean see him? Like, yeah, I want to see him, but we got to first talk about this that he said at the dinner table or this that he said or didn't say, whatever, right? A dyad helps us lift and remove the veil of the ego so we can truly see a person. We can see their magnificence like the tree that I was describing. You sit across from someone and we could even try it to the extent that you you want to go, yes, and because you you take it wherever you want to, Ross. Hell yeah. After this. Um but you sit across from each other. So I sat across from someone and you complete three sentence stems in a row, you know, at however many times there's usually someone that's kind of facilitating it, but you can do it one on one and just go, I kind of feel complete with that, or let's do one more. You, you you pick however many rounds you do, but you start with, I want. And when I say I want, your only job is to say, tell me. And I say what I want. And then there's a lot of breath and breathing involved, which is always a good idea in the world. And then the second thing is, I need. And you go, the other person would say, tell me. I need. And you you say what you need. And then you say, I feel. And the other person goes, tell me. And you say what you feel. And the whole conversation through the lens of this dyad is I want, I need, I feel. And the other person says, tell me, tell me, tell me. And when you're done, then you switch. And the person who was saying, tell me, I got that first person goes, I see. So now then I would say, tell me. And you share. And then you say, I hear. And then I say, tell me. And you share. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you see? What do you hear? And all I say is, tell me. And what that does is it removes the layer of the ego because we're not in story. There's what does Louisa want, need, and feel and all Ross is doing is saying, tell me. And then Louisa is saying, tell me. And Ross is saying, I w- I see, I hear. And that's it.
1: That is brilliant. And I'm sure you've played, played with this and experienced it. I have. And then what? So like, what have you experienced occur as that? And then.
2: Yeah. Well, the first time I did it, um, I was like, I'm never having a normal conversation with another human again. (laughs) Like I cried and they cried. There's just, there's pure presence. There's pure, who am I being who pure beingness with another person, there's no story, right? Because so often we listen for agreement. Or do I agree with what Ross is saying? You guys listening mm. might be doing that and have been doing that in this in, in this conversation since you started listening. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't be that. I'd never stare at a tree. I would look. Oh, I like that. I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I don't like that. That's natural. It's 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 normal. In other words, it's habitual of us as humans to listen for agreement or disagreement, right? And so we aren't truly present, and it's not a bad thing, but we aren't truly present to the swaying of the tree, right? If I wanted to compare the tree that I was looking at to the tree across the way and what one, how one was swaying better than the other, or like that tree looks more climbable than this tree over here, or that one's got more branches, or I don't know what color of this tree is sort of weird, right? I wouldn't be able to see all of the swaying and the beauty and what it stirred within me to simply be present to what was right there in front of me period
1: it's incredible so the the part where the partner switches and say i see i hear and i see right is that essentially reflecting back What you just communicated?
2: I love that you ask that. Because it's yes and no, right? And if we were to do it, you would experience for yourself what the experience is for you. So there may be some where there is, I'm reflecting back what I see, right? And then you notice when you're that present to something, to someone, a different knowing comes up, a different qualitative nature to what you're present to shows up. And, and that to me is like closing that gap to being as close to who we're being in the given moment as possible, right? Because we can't tell who we're being until we've been it, right? We can get really quick at doing it. Like the second after we do it, like I started noticing notice when I first chatted with you, I was like, I'm being somewhat performative, Like I was doing all these things with my hands. I'm like, we're not on video. This is a conversation. (laughs) And so then I, but I noticed it. I went, oh, I just get to, I can put my hands. I can lean back. I can lean forward. You know, heck, I I could be laying down on my bed, staring up at the ceiling if I wanted to, and just hear you. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm being a little bit performative. Do I want to be performative? No. Okay. You get to drop that. Right. So we can't see who we're being until we've been it. But when you're really present in conversation with someone like that, and it's just what's coming up for me in this moment? What do I see? What do I hear? Some of it will be ref- based on what they reflected, what they shared. And then there's this deeper wisdom, this deeper truth that can only arise in the moment.
1: I think we have to play around. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Part of me is nervous. Let's do this.
2: Thank you for sharing that.
1: Do you have a desired part? You pick. I want to do the see and hear because for me, there's something abstract about it. And I want, I want to be in that, that newness of it.
2: Okay. The C in here. So then I will do the want, need, feel. I've never done this to like in a podcast. I wonder if anyone's ever done a dyad because it's in, it's in, but vulnerability is my superpower. So I'm called for a moment. such. If if we
1: have time, we can, we'll switch.
2: Okay. Okay. Mm. I want to be free. Oh, sorry. I want.
1: Tell me more.
2: Just tell me.
1: Okay. Tell me.
2: I want, yeah. Freedom. I need. Tell me. Certainty. I feel. Tell me. Present. I want. Tell me. Connection.
1: So just so I understand it, it keeps going. How many rounds?
2: Can do a few okay, cool. You know, can we maybe do like another two or three?
1: Okay, I get it, right? I get it.
2: Um, but you can go like 10 minutes, five mm. minutes, three minutes. You know, um, I want, tell me, connection, I need. Tell me. People. I feel. Tell me. Alive. I want. Tell me. To make a difference,
1: I need. Tell me, affection.
2: I feel. Tell me, love. So we could go on. Right. And we'll put, we'll, we'll, we'll switch. Right. And so now you say, I see, I see you and I hear right? you want to stop it. And then I just say, tell me, and I receive.
1: Yeah, I just want to share something for the listeners. That's so interesting for me to observe, to observe you, to see you. And the reason I say that is because this way of communicating becomes so simple. And in that simplicity, there's so much to observe in the person, where when somebody is saying so many words in a sentence, each word might have its own meaning for the human. But it's like, it's so fast, there's so much happening. And when Louisa is giving one word answers, I see the word completely coursing through her where every word she actually looked like a different version of Louisa. (laughs) It was beautiful to witness.
2: Thank you for seeing me.
1: Okay. So I need to laugh for a second.
2: (laughs) Do it. Laugh, 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 laugh.
1: I have these moments (laughs) where like, if I feel joy, I just laugh. (laughs) But I feel appreciation. I and honor laugh. that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Maybe also when I get nervous too, but, anyways, laughing's good. So here we go. Whew. I see. Tell me. My potential.
2: Ah. <clears throat> thank you. So you're seeing me
1: ah okay so that's what i meant in that reflection you hear, mm.
2: yes it is a reflection
1: brilliant let's start over
2: yeah okay beautiful i see tell me
1: oh wait sorry one more thing is it one word answers yes okay okay
2: this is perfect this is literally this could not be <laughs> unfolding more perfectly for everyone <laughs>
1: Happy to be the test dummy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, not at all. The test genius. Truly. This is brilliant.
1: It's true. Yeah. All right, here we go. I see. Tell me. Pureness. I hear. Tell me. Reception. I see. Tell me. Life, Mm. I hear, tell me, passion, I see, tell me, more,
2: Mm. I hear, tell me,
1: Love. Mm. There's a part of me that's like, which one did you just do? <laughs> All right.
2: Right. Like how beautiful is that? Like,
1: this is magnificent. I
2: mean, I've, I've yes. Yes.
1: Can I share a moment that was uh, really powerful for me? Mhm-hmm. I have wounds with my mother, which a lot do and actually wounds with, um, mature older women. And <clears throat> I wanted to say love earlier on, cause that was what I was feeling in the connection.
2: Yeah. And
1: I would say I've never yet keyword yet been able to s- be with my mom in presence And actually say I love you. Mm. If I if if I ever do say that, it's habitual. It's not, it's not really in being in the depths and in the presence of love. It's I love you as if I'm saying hi, as opposed to looking at her in the eyes and saying, I love you. It's looking at her in the eyes and actually feeling contraction and um a lot of those protective emotions ever since I was a child. So I'm going to challenge myself Mm -hmm. next time I see her to like create that presence, create that stillness and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. realized that
2: sacred journey.
1: I said, I said, you, I I don't know. I don't know what the first L word I I said was, but I wanted to say love, but then I quickly changed it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. wait, I, I can look at, Everyone and say, I love you and mean it completely.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got to laugh so now.
2: <laughs> Do it. Beautiful. Let that childish oh, laugh wow. out. It's like that, it's childlike. Like yeah. to me, joy is so ah, uh, it's that's it. Joy, that's it. Joy, period, that's it, period.
1: (laughs) Especially when it opens. Like if I didn't share that with you, my heart would have in a way been protecting.
2: Yeah, thank you for sharing it with me, for sharing it with all of us.
1: Yeah, and this is what this podcast is about, right? We're not talking about being, we're being. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> we're being what is present in this experience together. Somebody could be listening, but how is this about the ultimate coach book? And how is it's about being, because it's all about being, you don't need to talk about being, being is, and as, and, and to me, what is, is living from an open heart. So to me, being is about, am I open or closed? If I'm open, we're doing just fine. If I'm closed, how could I be open? <laughs> it's that simple. Yes. Yes, Louisa. It has been just a honestly a fantastic. I've loved being with you in this experience. Before we finish off this journey, is there any last things you'd want to share with the listeners? And where could people find you? Because I'm sure I know many are like, "Whoa, who is this?" She is awesome.
2: Yeah, I would love to share something when we're talking about. Um. I want to start by acknowledging you, your presence and your who you have been in this conversation. There's such a sense of connection. Um, I don't know you, but from a name in a Facebook group, I haven't like followed you. Like I, I, I did admittedly pull up your Instagram and I was like, this guy is really cool. Right. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a business owner, and this it's, it's my job to you know take a look at who it is that I'm going to connect with right. but i didn't you know, no don't know anything about you and we had an incredibly intimate conversation, and we brought everyone along with us, and everybody saw something in some way in their own way because the beauty about being is that it's not, it's not a destination. It's not a place to get to our state of being is a place that we come from.
1: Mm.
2: Right. And we see what we see. There's no wrong seeing. We see what we see exactly when we're supposed to see it. So if you got something between minute two and four, that was what you were supposed to see. If yours was the dyad and you're going to go want to try it with someone, that's what you're supposed to see. We can't get it wrong and will never be done. And you, my friend, were the co-creator of this space with me. You, I went as far as you were willing to go with me. The reason why this unfolded in such a magnificent way, because that's clearly the theme of the the episode, Mm. is because of who you decided to be moment to moment to moment to moment throughout the whole time and who I decided to be moment to moment to moment to moment the whole time. So thank you for how you showed up and for who you be.
1: Louisa, thank you so much. And to the listeners, the last thing I want to say is give this a try, what Louisa and I just did, because this the simplicity of intimacy is at our fingertips. And give it a try because you might just make it happen today. So everybody sending you lots of love. We love you dearly. And
2: oh I forgot to tell people where to find me. Instagram, LinkedIn, my website. Can I really quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it going. Get it going. So it's. Don't miss it. on LinkedIn. Um, I do a lot of work around um, in service of staffing professionals in the staffing industry around how to not just survive, but thrive through the great resignation. And then on Instagram, I'm Luisa Milano coaching as well. And that is where I have the most fun and really where my woo comes. Um, I let my, my, my woo flag fly um, <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> and
1: Thanks to me, she ass. is bad
0: ass. Everybody, lots of love and peace out. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, We invite you to visit TheUltimateCoachBook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.TheUltimateCoachBook.com. That's www.TheUltimateCoachBook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support, be blessed, be you.